Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Blues, it happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. Don't care Heading my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Hello Budget Live not so life coming in right after the hook. I never could make it last. A little song I wrote right there called Biloxi Blues, recorded by me, sang by me, written by me. Man, that is the most uh, narcissistic intro I think I've ever given myself there. But you know what? When you when you got your own microphone and you got three good tires and a spare, it's what you do. So that was my song, Biloxi Blues. If you are new to the Low Budget Live Life. Welcome. And to all you returning low lifers, it's good to see y'all, you know, virtually. Uh, I'll see you in the comments. I'll see, I'll see the views. But it's good to have y'all. If you're listening out there on iTunes and Spotify, thank you. Thank you. Y'all are killing it over there. I can't, I can't interact with you guys as much, but I get a lot of... Uh, Instagram and uh, mainly Instagram messages. I'm terrible about checking Facebook messages. If you send me Facebook messages, I apologize. I don't like Facebook that much. And I know they own Instagram, but for me, I don't have like a personal Facebook page. I just got like the fan page, which also makes me feel like a goober saying that. But uh, that's all I've got. So I don't, I don't interact a ton on Facebook. I'm, I'm a lot more active on Instagram. And YouTube, but uh, so I apologize if you've ever sent me anything on Facebook. It's probably buried amongst the rubble of a lot of other messages. I try to go through it. I try, but I'm terrible. So I apologize. But uh, uh, 
just Facebook's clunky. It's clunky for me, the the way the pages work. But anyways, anyways, thank y'all. Thank y'all for interacting in the comments on the YouTube. It's always fun. Uh, even if you don't like what I got to say, if you disagree, I'm all about that life too. We can have a good debate. I enjoy that. So thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Got to get me a drink. This is the podcast for Monday, August the 10th. Two days, to be exact, from all, away, removed from August the 8th, which is mine and the Triple Threats anniversary. And I would like to give her a round of applause because for some strange reason, she has been married to me for several years now. And, hey, uh, hey, I, I don't know. I can't explain it, right? I can't explain why she would want to uh, put up with most of this insanity, but she does, and she uh, she does it very well. So uh, happy anniversary officially on LBL to the triple threat, my wife, Marissa. We, we uh, did not. We had a busy weekend. Lots going on that I'm going to talk about down the road. Some interesting things going on in the Luke Duncan Traveling Circus world, but I had meetings this weekend. Hmm? Hmm? Yes, meetings, and uh, didn't get to celebrate the anniversary this weekend, but but later this week, we are rolling south. We are going to fill up the tank with a little gas and a little Startron, huh? Startron bringing you LBL, Low Budget Live and Low Budget Not So Live for several years now, and it's going to kick ethanol in the teeth. It's going to get it out of your weed eater. It's going to get it out of your chainsaw, your outboard motor. And unlike last week, when I said that it would ruin a good fishing trip, it's actually the opposite because nothing ruins a good day on the water like an engine that won't run. So get you some StarTron in that tank. Thank you to the fine folks at StarTron. See, that was, I feel like I recovered from last week with that. But we're going to load down the truck, and we are headed south to St. George Island. It's me and her for a couple days at the end of this week. Cannot wait to get down there and uh, do some celebrating. It's a peaceful little place. We're going to just keep to ourselves down there and uh, hopefully not catch the Rona. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. Not catching the Rona. Not catching it. Oh, me. Oh, my. Oh, thank y'all so much for the love on shut up. How are we saying it? Show up and shut up. Me and Darren, neither one know the name. Game five dropped this past Thursday, and, and you guys and gals killed it on the views. It's still growing. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, but I, I dropped game five. I dropped game five. And I, I'm enjoying this series. So part of me, like I'm super, super, super competitive. Part of me wanted it to be over with because I want to beat the brakes off of Darian all the time. But I'm also glad we get to do it again because we're having so much fun doing it. And it's been a it's been a great break from the insanity in the world right now. Being able to do this. And people seem to be enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. But this one was very frustrating for me. The, the one he beat me on uh, a few tournaments ago was a very frustrating day. I had a crazy day, 
just a weird day, a lot of things going on in life. And it was just kind of like I never got in a groove fishing. This one, I was in a groove, like caught some early, but only caught one keeper that had to be 15 inches and uh, threw back four or five, whatever it was. But I caught a nice one right out of the giddy on a, on a place that I um, found on Google Earth the night before. And, man, I, I really felt like I was on a deal that, that I could keep running. And it kind of ran out. I quit getting bites. And then at like 11, we quit at 1.30 I have been having these gremlins, electrical gremlins, to say the least, in my boat for the past few weeks, and I thought it was a bad battery, kicked the bad battery, got another battery, uh, expensive battery, really good battery, and uh, thanks to the folks at Lawrenceburg Marine, Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, uh, but got a new battery, and man, I was dead, dead on the water by 11 o'clock, running the trolling motor, Anyways, just fishing on the trolling motor. Never got any more bites. Darian weighs three, beats me, and I hate. And I'd driven two and a half hours to this lake that we met up on to compete, and left the house like four in the morning. Get up at three thirty. So it's just like you're just pissed off. <laughs> it's just like, oh. uh, you know, I laugh, I have a good time, but it just it just pisses me off to not be able to run around like I want to run around. You got. You know, you can't use your electronics because I got low voltage for several hours, so I can't really do what I want to do. It's just, it was just frustrating. Not an excuse. I did not catch them early like I should have, and I, I got to run around early when the when the morning bite should have been good. So, I mean, it's all me, but it, it's just frustrating to have that asterisk beside it for me that I couldn't make a run that I wanted to run. And but anyways, came back, Lawrenceburg Marine checked the boat out. It turns out it was something in the mercury. Uh, I think it's called a fuse line. Comment below if I'm an idiot and I'm wrong. But basically, this thing protects your alternator, and it's something on the new four strokes that it hasn't been on the other motors. And if you arc a battery, which apparently this was done maybe when I was putting it in my electronics, I'm not sure. But if you arc a battery, because I've had issues all year, but when you arc a battery, even if you just bump, you know, a positive to a negative, vice versa, this thing will blow. To protect the alternator I, I'm not a gearhead I don't know any of that But Then it will actually Drain your battery When you're running And that's what I would notice I could leave the motor on And it would still Drain the battery Very frustrating day And finally the motor Just killed itself While I was just fishing Letting it idle Because I wanted to run My live wells Because I had a fish And anyways They got me back going I picked it up Friday Hopefully we're going to get Uh we're going to get game six and get it over with this week. So I hope next Thursday you guys get to see me hoisting the invisible imaginary uh, Susu trophy. But thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for watching that so much. It's been, uh, it's been so much fun, man. And, and he and I, if you didn't watch Darian's video, cause he caught two, two good fish flipping and dude, his raw emotion over thinking he beat me at that time, like knowing that that helped, it's it shows you just how invested in this we are and how much we want to beat each other and that's any any you know friends out there you want to beat each other but but we're having i mean it's it's the real deal we're we are out there slinging at them i promise you i i treat it as as i treat every tournament i ever fished you know and uh 
I prepare and I'm rigging tackle. It's fun. It's really been fun to do. So we're going to keep this going. And once this little series is over, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with the next thing. Darian has sold his boat, so he's fishing out of Paul Paul's boat right now, the red Triton with red carpet. And we will see uh, what the fall is going to bring. We've got some really cool ideas for this series, so thank you all for watching that. Thank you. Some questions I got on Instagram that I want to answer. And even got a phone call about this yesterday from my bro, Carter Andrews. So if, you, if you've seen it all, and I'm going to film a video on this, but if you've seen it all, my dad and I, my little bro, Blake, we have, uh, we've bought a farm, a hundred acre of the ugliest land you've ever seen, a rough patch of dirt. And I'll tell the quick story. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version because I'm going to make a video. We bought this farm. Uh, basically on the same road my mother grew up on, okay? We've talked about this over and over, but lost my mother last October, October 20th. And we wanted to do something. We wanted to do something to try, you know, for the family, and we wanted to do something that we would always have together, and we wanted to do something that we would always remember her by, and it would kind of be us. And so we got this land, and we decided to build a pond, build a lake. It's going to be about three, four acres. Not a lake, but bigger than a pond. And we're in the middle of that construction process right now, and we are trying to build a trophy bass haven. And it is in the middle of nowhere. But I posted some stuff on Instagram about that. Man, you guys, I got a ton of questions about this lake. A ton of questions. So I was going to talk about that, but we're calling it Lake Teresa, in honor of my mom. And like I said, this is where she grew up. It's really cool area for me personally and family and and the coolest thing that happened is y'all know i've talked about her love for butterflies we were out there this week and there are thousands of butterflies out there right now thousands we went out there to to see what was going on with the lake um construction this week and my dad's like "I i gotta show you something and we roll around the corner in this big field that we have there and there are thousands of butterflies man it was really, uh, it, it was so crazy, and and it was just like mom, mom was there, and uh, it just kind of tied everything together. So we are doing that. I'm going to start doing a vlog series on that lake construction. The dam really, uh, as of yesterday, was almost completed, but going to go out there and shoot some video. Should have started this earlier, but I want to take everybody through the through the step by step and where it's at and. And kind of the story, but uh, so be looking for that video. But yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that because I got a lot of questions. And people were like, you should talk about this on the podcast. But that's kind of the long and short of it. That's what we're doing. That is what we're doing. And uh, pretty dang awesome. I have to say, I am uh, beyond excited to see this thing hopefully fill up with water. <laughs> it's going to be about 18 feet deep at the deepest point. It's in a holler. And uh, it's a lot deeper than we thought it was going to be. Really, really, really special deal for us. And, uh, and something that you guys will get to, to see for years to come, hopefully, once we get it going. And uh, pretty excited about that. So that's that. That's that. I know that uh, I had some requests to talk about that. So that's, that's what's going on with Lake Teresa. Moving on to Pro Fishing News. Got to text our guest. 
right here. We've got a good one today, by the way. Uh, here we go. So FLW, and this is ridiculous to me, but FLW had to release a statement on the Keith Pochet thing. I don't understand that. You don't, they don't ever release statements on any other DQ that they've had. They've had some crazy stuff go down over the years they didn't release statements on. But in this day and time, because Keith made a video, and he's, I feel like, one of MLF's dudes, um, they released a statement. Like, this is why. Should have never had to do that. It's in the freaking rules. So it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Keith... Keith retracted his first video and came out with another one trying to clarify because I'm sure somebody in MLF was like, hey, shut up, okay? He said you weren't fishing FLW anymore. Well, um, hey, hey, Keith, we own FLW. That's actually, that's actually us now. That's, that, that's us now. So anyways, he, had, he released another video, but the comments on FLW's post about this. I got a lot of them sent to me. Man, people are big mad. This is why I don't watch FLW. It's the stupidest rules. You don't want the little guy. People are so confused about what this situation actually was that it's just ridiculous. And then they just shoot from the hip. You know, it's it's almost like people feel like there was some little guy that saved up his money for his entire life to drag his little aluminum boat to fish a professional bass tournament against all the big, bad professional bass fishermen in their $100,000 rigs, and then he got sent home. And that's not what it was. It's not what it was. It's a dude that's fished for a while now professionally and should have known the rules. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. I'm not going to spend any more time on it than that. It's ridiculous. But I saw all these comments, and I was just like, Seriously? And then, and the comments were so bad, I was like, why did FLW make the post? Like, just leave it alone. He didn't read the rules. You DQ'd him. The only thing that FLW has a fault in this, in my opinion, is on day one letting him fish. Period. That, that's, that's the thing. But I have also been told that he has been protested in this boat before at Bassmaster Opens and some different things. So... Using this boat for an advantage, for sure, in low water, and that's that's that. And and you got it didn't fit the criteria. Now you got disqualified. That's it. No no nothing more should be done with this situation. Hopefully that's it. So silly, but that popped back up this week. I was like, seriously, seriously. But read the rules, folks. Read the rules in everything in life. It'll make life so much easier if you just know what you're getting into. So silly. Uh, this week, MLFLW Super Tournament. That was good. Super Tournament number three. Pew, 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 pew. Super Tournament at the Sandusky Bay. Small mouth or large mouth event, could be, depending on, depending on the weather. It's going to be interesting to see how many boats show up at this one. It's the last tournament of the year. If you're not having a good year, if you don't want to fish against 200 boats, there'll be some guys dropped. There were a few dropped at lacrosse. It's going to be interesting to see. This one is going to be, there's no other tournaments going on this week, so I hope to get to watch some of this because I think this one is going to be buck wild. And here's why I say that, and I'm rushing because I'm trying to get to our guest. And he's, he's going to tell us about this event. But originally this event was scheduled for Lake St. Clair. It was 
moved to Sandusky. There was a Toyota series at Sandusky Bay a few weeks ago, tougher than nails by smallmouth lake standards. Guys were running to freaking St. Clair, Lake St. Clair. It's about 90 miles over there. 90 miles in a bass boat across basically the ocean. I think 50 miles of it are basically across open water. Then you get in the Detroit River. But anyways, I think that is going to play this week at this event if they can go weather-wise and Cue the Alanis Morissette, but isn't it ironic? But this tournament could be won on Lake St. Clair where it was going to be anyways. You can only fish the American side, and for those of you that know how Lake St. Clair lays, when you come out of the Detroit River, which is where they'll be coming out of, the entire basically right-hand side of that lake is Canada. So you're going to have to keep running like another 20 miles to get to the goods. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be freaking cool. (laughs) Just because I, I like that drama, I think that's going to be uh, going to be very very interesting to say the least, and crazy that it was going to be on St. Clair and it got canceled. But they are drilling them at Lake St. Clair right now, so it could be worth the run. I just don't see in four days of competition on that body of water because Sandusky is notorious for being brutal as far as weather goes. I, I don't see them getting four days that they could possibly go over there. We will see. I cannot wait, honestly, to see how this one plays out because I think it's going to be a trip. And what else do you want? You know, But it's the last one of the year, and then they go to Sturgeon Bay for the title event, Tackle Warehouse title event. But this will wrap up this whole crazy FLWML, FLW Super Tournament uh, congregation tournaments for the for the year. And then we got several more Bassmasters, but going to be interesting. Our guest today is a uh, perfect, perfect guy to talk to about this event because he's in it. He is in this event. He was the 2018 Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year, not champion, but Angler of the Year. He has a couple Elite Series wins. They've been dramatic every single time. Always got a really cool story, I feel like, when he does something. He has seven wins in his young career, and he has amassed over $1.5 million in earnings, with his most recent win being one of the most epic, crazy, smallmouth beatdowns of all time in the Bass Pro Tour event at Sturgeon Bay. He caught about a million pounds of smallmouth. He is at Lake Erie now. He is practicing, and we are going to talk to him on the water right now and see what's going on with Justin Lucas. Luke Duncan. What's up, buddy? You want to know what's crazy is I just – can you hear me all right? I, I got you great, actually. I got you good. I'm trying to adjust your audio. You are, you must have AirPods in because your your stuff is spot on right now. Yeah, and I, I got my first bite as soon as you called, dude. <laughs> dude. So good luck. Well, I need to talk to you all day. Let me, let me ask you this. Does that go against FLW? Can we talk during the tournament? Like you just get a little earpiece in, and I can just say, hey, hey, just keep it going. Keep it going, bud. Just a little pep talk. Yeah, just, just every every now and then. Did you catch it on a flat nose worm? Or the flat I actually 
the flatworm. Flatworm. Oh, yeah. Flat nose minnow. Flat nose minnow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a flatworm. I got this one on a wacky rig. Four inch uh, max set general. Okay, so, dude, that little there's thing. There's no doubt if I'm small mouth fishing, dude, I'm gonna be throwing max set. <laughs> oh, well, dude, I can say this. So John Cox, I've had John on several times, and you know, like I know you, you, you see me post about stuff, and you're like, yeah, sure, that's good. You're sponsored by that company, and you see other guys. You know what I mean? Like you're, you can be a skeptic of other fishermen. I know I am, and a lot of people are because. You know, you get paid by sponsors to say stuff. But I can tell you, I have picked John Cox's brain about this Max Scent General because he does throw it. All he the, loves it. He loves it. And I've started yeah. throwing it some. And, dude, it does. It gets you bit. And I throw in a, a wide variety of Cinco's and, and, and uh, Six Cents has a clout worm I'm throwing now some. and like, But that thing is, dude, it's, it's cool. It's cool. You know what I noticed about it the first time I started using it? was how much or how often I had to get the pliers to get yes. the hook out because that's how good they eat it. Yes. So I would agree. We don't need that. to sit here and pump it up all day. No, 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 no. Yeah. Now, it, it is the real deal for people that are wondering. I mean, there's a reason they're sold out everywhere. It's not just because, you know, some guys caught them in a tournament on it. It's because it, it really does work. Yeah, there's no so, doubt. No, there's no doubt. And, and I will say that about Berkeley. <laughs> The, the amount of plastics they have now is just absurd. <laughs> you, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot, man. So you are on Lake Erie right now practicing for the MLFLW, and I was talking about this before, right before you came on. I was kind of pumping this tournament because I, this tournament to me is very interesting for a lot of reasons, uh, and I think you'll agree with this. You have this overwhelming, and I'm starting, and I'm hearing this from some guys, uh, and we saw it at the Toyota series. Sandusky's big water, crazy big water, and I think it sounds like it's windy there today. Sounds like you've oh, yeah. got some wind. It's always blowing. But do you think you could see this tournament get one off of St. Clair? I mean, I hear, I hear that rumor. I know that the bite's good over there because I saw the BFL weights. But when I Google Earth uh, the mileage the other day, just to get to the mouth of St. Clair, right where the Detroit River dumps or comes in, or St. Clair goes into the Detroit River, if you want to be accurate. It's like 75, 76 miles. <laughs> so I just kind of wrote that off, man. I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to go across the ocean, basically. <laughs> in a bass boat. <laughs> in a bass boat. I got another one on, too. It's actually a better fish. Um, I'm not, dude, I've caught two fish now with you on. Dude, right? These are my slow budget luck. Low budget luck. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, but uh, this is a nice one. This is like a three and a half pounder. And I'm actually inside Sandusky Bay. I'm looking at these roller coasters right now. That's crazy. Yep. So, man, it might be a four pounder. That's a good fish. Is it a large mouth? It is a small mouth. Small right? mouth. Okay. Okay. Yes. I know inside the bay you, you hear large mouth, you know, stories sometimes. So, so it's a small mouth. Yeah, I'm trying to fish, like, uh, the water's pretty dirty, so I'm trying to fish, like, 8 to 12 feet on some rock piles that could have both species on it. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So, because here's the thing, I don't really want to fish in here, but if they, um, if I make top 50 or 
top 10 on the final day, they can restrict you to here if it blows. That, so I just want to have something to fish. You know what I'm saying? I might only spend a half a day in here, but just in case, I don't want to come in here just totally blind. Well, that that was going to be my next question because at the Toyota Series, they did restrict those guys to the base. So they have uh, communicated that to you guys for this one, that, that that's potential. Yeah, they won't do it for the whole field. They'll just, uh, you know, like cancel that day or I gotcha. and move it to another day. But they will on the top 50 or final day if they need to. Okay. Which is the right thing, dude. It's uh, so bad out there. Dude. You know, Sandusky is notorious. And, I mean, Erie in general is just a monster. And all those great lakes, Lake Ontario. I mean, we saw that in the Bassmaster the other day. Sturgeon Bay, where you guys were, was a was a pain yeah. cave, you know, at yeah. times. I was talking to Atkins after that one. He was like, dude, I beat, beat myself up so bad. Uh, <laughs> Up there uh, on the last yeah. on the on the third day, I believe. But uh, yeah. all those things are bad. So I mean, you got to make it, it's. I've always said bass boats. Even though like you're running a Phoenix, great boat. I run a Ranger, great boats, and they handle rough water well, dude. That's a different kind of rough water. It's like you said. That's like going out in the ocean. I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, you, you're not going to do it on a normal day unless you know the wind is right. You're not. That's so, right. You know, in the tournament, it doesn't make sense to be like, "Oh, hey, it's it's real nasty out there today." Good luck, guys. You know, I'm I'm good with the restrictions, and like I'm, you know, I'm I don't want to say like I'm a little wuss or anything, but like I'm good <laughs> with lightning. I'm good with lightning delays too, dude. Like, uh, I'm not yeah. trying to get killed by a lightning bolt. So. No. No, and for years we're it's the only feeling on it. Well, and for years we're the only sport that really doesn't have a uh, weather delay at all. And now with BPT, you guys actually have weather delays. And I know it's met with. I've heard through the great it's met with like mixed emotions. You know, some guys are like, "Let us fish," and you're, you're always going to have those guys. But I think for the overall safety, that's not a terrible idea. Yeah, man, I've seen some guys fish through like the craziest stuff. You know, where I pull oh, yeah. under a dock. You've seen it too. Oh and I'm yeah. Just like, oh, why? Yeah. Why do I need to be as risky as this guy That's with right. my life to try and do well in this tournament? So I like that, I, dude. I I like uh, you know being able to launch our boats. Like if it's real rough, you know, like at Sturgeon Bay, we were able to launch wherever we wanted as I, long as it was a public boat ramp. And dude, I burned like six gallons of gas the whole time because I. I didn't have to run anywhere. I That's just incredible. Right where I wanted to fish. That that is something that, that I really love too, and I've talked about that on here. I like the fact that that I think that's genius because there's so many days you take Okeechobee and it's blowing out of the south, and you're going out of the north end in a in a regular FLW or Bassmaster event, and they either have to cancel or everybody's yeah. going to get the hell beat out of them. And so instead, you yeah. could go, "Hey guys, go put in at Clewiston." I mean, I know there's some logistical nightmares to that, but that's that's not a bad thing. So you could run down there, salvage the day, come back for weigh-in. You know, I, th- you I know think who that's loves pretty it cool. The most is the service guys, dude. <laughs> they, I bet they told me they're like, man, this is the greatest thing ever because we work our butts off trying to fix everything you guys break when you gotta, you know, run back to weigh-in and you gotta do you're, all that. You're, you're know, pushing, you're pushing it. the limits. Yeah, yeah. I know that so, uh, Polinick texted me yesterday. He broke something uh, on his boat uh, that TH Marine makes. <laughs> he 
<laughs> coming, trying to get back at Champlain, and he's like, "Hey, man, uh, I was kind of pushing it coming back." I was like, "You know, you won that, right? Why were you Why were you pushing it?" But uh, but anyways, he broke something. I know that fighter broke his ground. I mean, these these kind of things happen, and yeah, and uh, it, it's crazy. But uh, okay, so. I want to talk about this super term, and I, I want to get your mentality on something with this because I, I talked to a couple of buddies of mine that were driving up there, and with the St. Clair thing and the rough water thing, it's kind of a perfect segue. So they pay a hundred places in these things, ten grand, which is a which is a good check. And is it worth it to you? I mean, because you're like a go for the throat kind of dude. I feel like you're one of those guys that like if it's not a win, you're not happy. I, I do. I feel like you're you're that way. I mean, obviously you're I'm consistent. Yeah, you're you're super yeah. competitive. Yeah, and so, but my thing is, is this where they're paying so deep in the field with this big of a field? Is that one of those where you go, hey man, I'm gonna practice and I'm gonna practice close the entire week because if I can catch X amount and win me ten grand and go home because you don't have like you guys in particular, the BPT guys that are in these tournaments now, like you're not fishing for points in this. You're just trying to supplement, you know, the season, yeah, make some yeah, money. So is, does that seep into your brain at all when you're looking at a weather forecast? Or do you go, hell, I'm just going to try to shoot for 70th. You know what I mean? I, I'm not trying to I, I'm not trying to put no, you on I the spot, you. but is that something that ever goes through your head? Dude, I, I'm going to fish this one just like I would if there was points on the line or anything else. I got you. I, I think running to St. Clair is so risky that – I think you can lose one day totally out of the four days, you know, and really be screwed. And, you know, I don't know much about this place. The last time I fished here was seven years ago when I qualified for the elites and we can go to Peely Island. So that's pretty much where everybody was at. I think I wanted out off the yes. islands or something like that. But, uh, you know, I think there's enough fish around here. I could be wrong. But that Toyota series a month ago, those fish just weren't deep and grouped up yet. I feel like there's enough fish around here that if you could catch 19 or 20 a day, you're probably going to have a really good chance to win. And those weights are so good in the BFL at St. Clair, but they get all day to fish. That's right. Uh, a lot you know, of variables. They're, they're the, yeah, it's just like, man, I, I don't know. So I just, I mean, like any other tournament, I just, I want to come have a good tournament. I always look at it like, this is going to be my game plan, and you you pick you, you kind of pick your game plan before the practice even starts. You know? Absolutely, like what you're wanting to make happen, and you're either picking a game plan that might give you a chance to win, or you're not. But you really don't know until you get going in the tournament and kind of see what where what you found is putting you in the standings. That's that's when you start getting hungry or not. You know, it's that's like, right. That's okay, right. Okay, I might be able to. I might be able to win this tournament or you're like, eh, I picked the wrong deal. Now I'm fighting for a check. You that's know? A, that's, that's just, a great point. That's just kind of how it goes. And a lake this big, you just don't know, man. Like so many variables. Oh, so, so, so many. And I, I like what you said there. I've heard other guys say that over time. And I've said that you've got to decide, you know, late in your practice, whether you're on fish to win or you're on fish to get a check, or you're on fish to survive. <laughs> and and then after the first day of competition, you have to kind of reevaluate again. You know, but totally. but but that's what makes I think that's what separates the great anglers from the good anglers are the guys that can make those decisions pretty dang fast, you know, yeah, and de- you. and decide, hey, uh, 
this is the week we're going to have. Like you said, and then you get hungry. You have that first day, and you're like, whoa, I'm on them a little better than yeah. I thought I was. And then and then you can kind of go for the juggler. But uh, so talk about, uh, and we, we talked about this a little the other day, but talk about your format struggles when you made the switch. So you you come off, you win AOI with Bass, and I got to see your your acceptance speech at the Classic. I was there that night. It was emotional. It was very cool to hear. I knew a lot about your story, but you talking about your granddad and everything was and and seeing you get emotional was was awesome. And 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 everybody knows what those AOI trophies mean, uh, regardless of the of the uh, organization. It's a big deal yeah, yeah. to be the most yeah. consistent. So. That night was very cool, and it was probably emotional for everybody because it was kind of the last classic those most of you guys were going to be at for a while, True. you know. So it was it was a weird it was a weird deal. But that your speech was great, and and you but that that was you win that you leave you go uh, you know we have this this change in the industry. You guys go to BPT, and and you I think you said the other day you finished forty fifth in the points that first year, which is not terrible. It's not terrible. It's a, it's it's half the field when you're fishing against eighty, basically. But yeah. but mediocre. mediocre, which you're not all about coming off your best season ever. <laughs> but it, that's that's not in your vocabulary most of the time. I feel like I can say that. But talk about it. Seemed like you struggled within that format that first year, and then talk about going from that to breaking all the records in the format. <laughs> Because I think that's amazing. Dude, you know, here's the thing. Like, in 2018, I just, I got on a roll that, you know, I was just, I was really confident. I was really catching them good. And and then we have the break in the fall. And I I always kind of, I always, at the beginning of every year, I'm like, man, well, how's this year going to start? You know, like, because I'm a big time momentum guy, dude. I'll miss two or three checks in a row. Like this year, I missed three in a row, and now I'm four. I've got four in a row, and last year I missed four in a row, and then got four in a row. So, you know, I started to get a, a little bit of a feel for the format towards the end of last year. Um, but certainly, dude, I'm not the I'm the first one to admit I am not afraid to say it. Like that format, and just I didn't understand it. I I was getting my freaking butt kicked, dude, and you know I. I'm the type of guy that I'm getting my butt kicked. I want to know why, and I'm going to fix it, and I want to get better at it. And, you know, that is certainly uh, is not a jab at Gerald or Brandon because they both – Brandon had a really good year on the Bass Pro Tour. And, uh, you know, I know Gerald just – he didn't really enjoy it as much as he did the five-fish limit. Not me, Yeah, I'm not at all. Like, not at all, for I'm sure. I'm just like, I want a freaking – I want to catch him in this thing. Like I signed up for it. I committed to three years. Like I, I want to figure out how to catch him. I don't like getting beat and no matter what it is. And, uh, yeah, it took a while, but dude, once I settled down, I, I kind of figured out how to practice a little bit better. Um, and you follow this year was good. I missed a check just barely. I lost a couple of fish that would have got it for me, but I learned a lot. And then I had two bad ones and then coming off the coronavirus break, uh, I finished fourth and that was my best finish and it gave me a lot of confidence. And then I knew going up to Sturgeon Bay, you know, I, I love going up to a place like that where we haven't been that time of year. We'd only been there one time. I just feel like it's just free game, you know, like no one knows enough to just go start hitting spots and everything. 
And uh, that, that's what I love. You know, that's why I love Florida, too, because we have always been there in January, February, and March and never been there in May. And it was like, all right, I feel like I'm fishing a new body of water. Yeah. And that's how I feel right now here. I'm just like, I just love fishing a new body of water where I, I told you the other day I was managing my waypoints for the first time ever. I don't think I've ever. <laughs> which, which was reloaded. funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I've never like reloaded old waypoints into my graph that I can remember. Uh, if I did, they didn't mean nothing. But uh, it's just, you know, that's I just love fishing new water. I love figuring out the puzzle on new places. And, you know, some of these places we've gone to in the Bass Pro Tour, it's, you know, Florida in January. And that's just, I've never done great there then. And, uh, you know, Lake Fork pre-spawn and just turning into spawn. And it's, I get my butt kicked in dirty water pre-spawn. I'm going to figure it out one day. <laughs> but um, until then, you know, I, I, I know I just got to survive during those early months and then I'll get, you know, I'll hopefully get some lakes in come spawn and post spawn in summertime. But well, I don't know, man, I've been, you know, I've really enjoyed it. It was that, that Sturgeon Bay deal. Uh, and even I got the feeling I could win the last day in Florida, but they, they started running water where I was fishing and completely shut down the bite. And Jordan was just on some unbelievable size fish down there. But I got hungry. I was like, dude, that's what it feels like. I haven't had this feeling in a while to yeah. win a tournament. And, uh, I, I went up to Sturgeon Bay, very confident that, you know, if I put my time in and, and did it the right way and made a good game plan, like we talked about, I might be able to put myself in contention to win that tournament. And so everything just fell into place. It was like the first time I ever told my wife after a practice, I can possibly win this tournament. First time and I've been doing this 10 years, dude. So you know, that, those, that tells you how often that comes around. Not very often. Oh, not, so. a, not at all. And, and I guess for me in that format, that's got to be a weird feeling because in a five fish deal, it's like, you know, you're around, maybe, you know, you're around big ones or whatever. And you knew you were around big ones there, but I, I mean, yeah, I got you, my personal best. Yeah. I saw, I, six, I saw it's seven. crazy. It's just crazy yeah. to me how much, how many fish you caught up there uh, and how many big ones. Uh, but do you think, so for all the five fishers out there that love five fish, you know, I, I, we talked about this the other day. The format doesn't is not something I've ever been critical of, uh, just because I, you guys are going to smash them regardless. If you you could make it a hundred yeah. fish limit or a three fish limit, and the cream's going to rise always. Yeah, I don't care. So I argue that all day long. But do you think had this been a five, like a five fish event that you would have caught as many? because you would have been conserving some would you have known how great oh, I, these areas were is it or is it because you were seeing them on electronics is it because i mean did you know just how many were there i knew there was a lot where i was fishing and i and i probably had you know i thought about it like five fish i probably had 19 to 21 a day somewhere right, right there right because like four four eight was my big one i, I think and i just got a lot of heavy threes and right at four pound fish but uh which is ton, you know ton, tons of three pound, you know three and a quarters yeah. 215s all of that um so i don't know if i would have won if it was a five fish limit or not but i, I probably would have changed up and done stuff you know a little absolutely bit taking, taking a little more risk and everything and you know I, I gotta say this dude like after fishing chick and mississippi river and now coming up here and and fishing this tournament at sandusky like I still love fishing a five fish limit. I'm not, I'm not like anti five fish right. limit. You know what I mean? 
what I really love is being able to do both of them, you know, because I feel like I feel like the Bass Pro Tour with the two pound minimum is very challenging trying to catch that many fish and trying to keep up with these guys. You know, when Wheeler or Jordan get out ahead of everybody or Edwin and you're trying to catch up, it's like, dang, dude, I got a hill to climb. And, uh, you know, but the strategy is different. The five fish limit strategy is different. And I, I enjoy both. I really do. Talk about I'm, I'm not. Not, not. Uh, sorry, not to cut you off. No, talk about you mentioned. You mentioned practice. You learned how to practice. Can you give people an insight into what you mean by that? What, what did you change about how you practice for trying to catch as many as as you can? Are you looking for? Are you looking for spots in that situation? Like you know, graphing a lot more, looking for big, huge wads of fish. I mean, talk about that just for a second. I, I think I find that fascinating that you're like, yeah. oh, I had to learn how to practice because you probably haven't changed your practice techniques too much in the last 10 years because you've, you've been successful and you've, you know, done what you've done. So talk about that. Yeah, I would say before, and we're in a five fish limit, like right now, I'm willing to, you know, drop everything and run 15 miles to hit one spot if I need to. And to catch two or three fish, you know, or whatever you would expect to catch off of it. You're not expecting to go catch 20 if you run that far in a five fish limit. But, um, you know, and so in a Bass Pro Tour event, I've had to learn how to practice and pick an area, really try and find every little nook and cranny in the area and, you know, different ways to catch them in the area, too. I think down in Florida, I caught fish on, like, eight or nine different baits in the tournament and all kinds of different ways from spinning rod to Carolina rig to top water. And, you know, I just had a couple small areas there, but I was able to maximize them where, okay. you know, if, if I'm in a five fish limit, I can say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to get six, seven bites today. And I'm willing to run 15 miles for two bites if I need to do it, you know, and I can, you can kind of, I feel like you can put just a couple rods on the deck and do what you want to do and i think that's why jacob wheeler and jordan are so good and edwin at this format is because they can have multiple rods on the deck and they know how to catch fish they're so versatile they know how to catch fish on every one of those rods you know and they know when to pick them up too and you know that's why they've been able to dominate honestly so it's it's taken me a little while to get i like putting three or four rods on the deck or seven drop shots at Sturgeon bay (laughs) but uh (laughs) I'm I, I'm a spinning rod nut. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like you know kind of sticking with the things I know work. Like if I know a chatterbait's going to work, I'll go throw it. You know, almost all day and flip a little power hog in between or something. But you know, this deal, the Bass Pro Tour deal, you got to have more rods than just one or two, unless it's a drop shot tournament. And you got to be able to know how to confidently catch them on on all of those rods as well. I, I'm fascinated by that a little bit just because I remember at Table Rock when you guys were there and it was like Wheeler's catching 100 and it was just insane. And I think it was Fred Rimbanis that said this on camera. He's like, dude, I got a spot I want to run to about 15 miles up the river, but this stupid score tracker is going to be going off the entire time I'm running. And I was like, ah, that's kind of interesting to me. Like that's, that's part of the strategy. Like you can make that run, but you're going to be 30 pounds behind by the time you get there. Oh yeah. That, that's gotta, interesting. You know. Yeah. You got to know it's worth it. If you're going to do it. No doubt about it. Well, dude, I, sw- switching gears and I'm not going to keep you a lot longer. Cause I know I, 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 I want you to, I want you to win this tournament, but, uh, 
And I don't want to be the reason. I've helped your practice, I feel like. I mean, I think we all listening here can admit that I've, you know, I've, I've helped My you today. Yeah. <laughs> but so talk about, I mean, we, we've got a lot of changes, and, and you and I talked about this a little bit. But, you know, Bass Pro Tour comes on strong. We have this big shift in the industry. Now we've seen a couple guys go back with with BP and Gerald that just didn't – they couldn't get comfortable in the format. They didn't enjoy it as much, and now they're back and they're happy. We saw BP win. And I think Brandon was comfortable because he was doing doing good. He just just loves – you know, he loves Bassmaster and loves the five-fish limit, and he's a good friend, and I never once – I'll never knock him for it. Of course. He's doing what – he wants to do, and I was happy as anybody to see him win last week and I, and uh, at Champlain. And I, I don't think there's anybody that could say he didn't make the right decision, right? Going back, having yeah. that win. I mean, like, he lives for those moments. No, That's his awesome. deal. And it, it, it was awesome. Yeah. But but my point is, you know, we're seeing these shifts. I think we'll probably see some more guys leave this year. Just that's the rumblings out there we're all hearing. But now you guys are going to pay some entry fees next year. Now we have this you're going to be allowed to fish FLW. My first question is this. Are you going to do the super tournaments again next year? Will you Will you compete in those a second year? Or was that kind of something that you did this year, you know, just because you guys got cut a couple tournaments short? Do you think a lot of BPT guys will fish FLW again next year if given that opportunity? You know, I, I would like to for the simple fact that I've always felt, you know, my brother's a big golfer, and he's on the Corn Ferry Tour, which is just below the PGA Tour. Right. And the PGA Tour has like 35 events a year, and so does the Corn Ferry Tour. They have like 29 <laughs> or something. So I've always been a, a critic, no matter where I've been, FLW Bass, wherever, I've always felt like we should have more professional tournaments than just eight, nine, ten events a year, you know. And I've always felt like guys shouldn't go and fish – uh, bass opens even though i did because there's nothing else to fish or toyotas or you know whatever at that level uh, but i you know it's it's interesting yes because i still look at and so do my friends because i've asked them this year i still look at the FLW tour even though you know it, it's it's bass pro tour and elites you know on top and the FLW tour below i still look at it at it as a professional tournament when john cox won at sam rayburn i'm like how's he catching them i want to know and he, and he won a hundred grand, you know? And so I'm like, I've always felt we should have 14, 15, 16 professional tournaments in a year. And, you know, I still think we're probably a ways from getting that. And in the glory days of Bassmaster in the, you know, 2007 and eight, they had like, I think 13 with those majors. A lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot of events. But we have 52 weeks in a year, you know, and I, I don't, I don't hunt. And I would love to fish, you know, 14, 15 tournaments over a nine or 10 month period. I think that's, I think that's awesome. It's what I do. You know, I, I fish tournaments for a living. I don't want to just fish eight, nine, 10 a year. That's just, to me, it's not enough to get me all fired up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I would like to see more fall tournaments too. And I think like bass rescheduling into the fall is an amazing thing. Like I can't wait to see those tournaments because we don't get those anymore. We don't get to yeah. see what the guys have and, and their little tricks in the fall when it gets tough. Like, 
I love the old school Bassmasters back in the day. I've talked about this a million times, but the season actually started in like August or September and ran into the next year. And the Angler of the Year, he was the freaking Angler of the Year, man. <laughs> he he had yeah. to put up with some stuff, you know. But so so you'll definitely be all in for FLW. My, my, if I can, depending how many tournaments we get, you know, at the Bass Pro Tour, I qualified for heavy hitters and, and Red Crest. So I've, I'm going to have a nice schedule. Um uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just need to look at the schedules and and go from there. I've talked to the FLW guys too. I know you got a lot of buddies. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah. Know, there's there's some mixed mixed emotions about it. <laughs> yeah, but, for sure, for sure. You know, it's I'm right now. I'm like I'm just thankful to have a place to fish. You know, with that's the thing. COVID just it screwed a lot of stuff up, and not not just for major league fishing, but for everyone. And uh, it'll be interesting just to see where everybody's at at the end of this year, going into next year because of this you know it's it's a bad deal I think that, you know, the overall, you know, what I get from FLW guys that I'm, I'm close with, haven't been over there and all that for a while, just like you were. You were over there for a long time. Uh, my my buddies are – it's – and not even just my buddies, just I think the overall opinions. It's split down the middle. Some people are like, bring those dudes on. I want to see where I stack up against them if I'm going to have to fish against them down the road. And then some guys are like, this is stupid with 200 boats and – I don't want to compete well, against these guys. Anywhere. Yeah, I don't think it'll be close to 200 if they, you know. Yeah. If we're allowed to fish them or whatever, I think they'll really try and keep it around that 150 mark, which yeah. is a better place to be. Yeah, that's so. what I figured. There'll be some. Uh, there'll be some chopping that goes on. But so is your you. You've been really confident though, and 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 pro BPT. Uh, for sure in, in your travels and like you said you invested in it you're going to stick it out you want to get better at the format is your confidence with what's going on are you still confident um, that this is I mean going to carry on I know they're having fewer events next year we're going back to entry fees what, where are you with that right now as a as an angler I mean I know you just want to fish tournaments and this is where you're at but is, is there anything in your mind where you're like dang that I don't like that we're going from no entry fees back to entry fees, or do you think that's temporary and and hopefully that's temporary for you guys? Um, what what are your thoughts on that, like confidence wise? Yeah, I, you know, I I really do. I believe it's it's temporary. That's the thing that it's gotten lost, you know. But I, I never had, uh, you know, some of these guys had you know strong opinions against bass. I didn't. I loved bass. I was thankful for everything that I had at bass, but. I didn't like paying $48,000 a year to play. And so two years ago, no one knew COVID was going to happen. No one right. knew that all this was going to go on. So you tell me I can, you know, go to this other deal and I get a $48,000 a year raise basically. And yeah, I mean, I had for, as a business, that's, that's pretty smart. So go ahead and take that. And, you know, the intentions behind no entries were really good, but you know, yeah, the industry's small when things start getting taken away. You know, it's, I mean, I think our entry fees will be very minimal, very minimal. Right. They, they probably will be there. And I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm totally against it. I've always, I've always paid. I loved having no entry fees, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave. If I left, I would go back and pay entry fees. <laughs> that's that's a fact. There's no, <laughs> there's not any greener grass entry fee wise. Yeah, so <laughs> I still feel, you know, that's what I like about you and I being able to have this conversation. We talked about Absolutely. the other day. 
we can disagree on stuff. We don't agree on everything. Doesn't mean I dislike Luke Duncan or yeah. anything like that. People have their own opinions, and I think it's important that people do have their own opinions. But I know I've been in a lot of meetings with both organizations, and I just I know you know how I know how passionate they are over here. You know, they Boyd being a fisherman, and I'm like, how does this guy still come out here and fish in these tournaments with everything that's on his plate? But he just loves fishing that much you know so i i'm, I'm gonna stick it out you know i'm gonna stick it out and uh, i'm not saying you know if major league fishing went away of course i'd go try and requalify for the elites if major league fishing was gone but i feel like you know the intentions are definitely good and they've done some things i'm not gonna lie to make some people mad or whatever you know ruffle some feathers but it's also still a, a really it's a new business and a and a new venture. And I think we came a long ways from the first season, you know, with that one pound deal and all of that. I think our two pound minimum in the coverage this year has been tremendously better. And at the end of the day, you know, I know Berkeley has sold a ton of flat because of <laughs> the Bass Pro Tour at Sturgeon Bay. And so that tells me that, you know, people are watching and they're paying attention because just like I do when I get cut, I'm going to watch whatever live is on. It doesn't matter if it's FLW bass or whatever. I'm going to watch it because I want to know how top dudes are catching their fish and what, what they're catching them on. No so, doubt. No doubt. Well, dude, if they're I, good fish, you know, if they're little fish, I'm not, not that interested, but I am interested in the good ones. Yeah. And I, I think we talked about this, but the minimum helped for sure. And I think, well, you follow was like a, just a normal Bubba bass tournament to me. Right. And I say that I'm not, that's not, being insulting him it was like flipping spinner baiting chatter baiting until wheeler beat everybody's brakes off offshore in muddy water which was weird but it was, crazy. <laughs> it was i watched that last hour and i'm like are this real life what's going on right now it was just it was just stupid but it was a great it was a great event uh sturgeon Dude, here's but something i'll tell you that's crazy and i'm not not meaning to interrupt you no you're fine I man a, i didn't catch a five fish limit until the knockout round in Florida this year. No. <laughs> so, that was our that was our fourth event and I didn't catch a limit until the third Jeez. round of that year, dude. So Jeez. yeah, I mean so it's it is tough to catch you know, two pound minimum. It's it's not that's it's bigger not easy when you're letting that's bigger than most keepers. Go. Yeah, that's bigger than most keepers on most lakes you go to. Even fifteen inchers. I mean you can weigh a lot of fifteen inchers in that aren't two pounders. I mean, oh, yeah. that's that's a when you've stretched them across a measuring board as much as we have, and Lord knows I've had plenty of them that have been short because <laughs> I'm really good at those little fish, Justin. I know you don't like them. I'm really good at those. Uh, well, dude, I I really appreciate I appreciate you being being uh, on and and you and I you I've talked about you on here. You're one of those guys that even if I'm on here ranting and raving about the organization you're a part of, you'll text me and go, "Hey, man." Uh, Thanks for clarifying that, or thanks for the shout out, or keep doing you. Or you've always you've always been kind, and uh, I've always considered you a friend, and I appreciate that. I appreciate your work effort, work ethic, and uh, everything you're doing out there, man. But go do it this week. Go go try, go, go catch them up. I need to pull Brandon Polinick on these small mouse and just bust them hard. Uh, yeah, dude, that, that'll be fun to watch. Uh, dude, I, I, I appreciate it. Make sure I know all of you are following Justin Lucas. If you're not, you're lying probably if you say you're not. But uh, Justin's got a huge social media following. Great YouTube channel. One thing really quick. One thing. Will you give me the secret creek that you kayak fish in in a text message Ooh. and go? 
<laughs> go ahead and send those yeah, coordinates, absolutely. buddy. Absolutely. I'll, I'll take you there. <laughs> I want to go there with you because that blows my mind when I watch those videos. That is so much fun. Yeah, man. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. I love kayak fishing when we don't have tournaments. Oh, yeah. You guys all heard it here. So I need all of you to DM Lucas and tell him he's got to take me to the goods and we won't say where we're at. Yeah. Phil is inbox right now. (laughs) (laughs) Phil is inbox. All right. Justin Lucas, man. Good luck. Thank you so much, dude. Catch four million pounds of smallmouth again this week and I think you'll win. Yes, sir. You got it, man. All right, man. See you, Justin. All right. It was fun. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, Justin is, I've known Justin for a while now, and uh, he's a good dude. He's, he is, uh, even though he's an Alabama boy now, technically, he is still that California chill, yeah, man, vibe all the time. I, I love talking to Justin. Uh, wish him the best of luck, and nobody can deny whether you, you're pro BPT, anti BPT, uh, only bass, whatever. That Sturgeon Bay tournament was just silly, dude. He, he smashed them. I had more people that don't watch PPT texting me about that event like, holy crap, what's going on with this? Um, I mean, he, he smashed them. So some interesting stuff there from him. Really enjoyed that. Been wanting to have him on. We've been texting back and forth trying to make it happen. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you all so much for listening uh, this week and every week. I really appreciate it. One thing I wanted to talk about real fast my buddy Dave Mercer, make sure you're following Facts Efficient on YouTube. He's doing these Facts Efficient videos weekly that are hilarious. They're creative. Uh, they're goofy. They're funny. Make sure that you're uh, checking those out because Dave's working hard on those, and they're really freaking good. Uh, they're, they're, they're just kind of pushing the envelope of comedy and uh, creativity. They're very cool. So go check those out. Make sure you hug your dang mama, as always. I'm going to take you out with a little bit of Biloxi Blues right now from the Luke Duncan Highway 64 album from 2013, which is old as dirt. We're going to record some new music soon. I promise you. Biloxi Blues. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good week. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. It does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh!
Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.